If you've got a little story you need to share, pull up a chair, he'll listen. Despite of the name and despite of the logo, there's definitely no knitting on this show. Called Good Good Yarns. Hey, how's it going? Welcome to another episode of Good Yarns. My name is Shad Wicker and this is your storytelling podcast. Each week we get a brand new guest who shares an outrageous and often quite funny story of their life. That's what it's really turning into. It's just people sharing some funny stories. Um, shout out to those that have been getting around the Patreon. I'll be giving you guys a shout out at the end of today's episode, and I'm going to continue to do that for those that want to get on board. Uh, this week's guest is Seamus Evans. Now, I'm at Seamus because, uh, for those who have listened to many episodes of this pod, would know my uh, story about how I was sacked from commercial radio. Well, Seamus was actually the guy who was hired to fill my role um, up in Cairns in far north Queensland. We kind of bonded during that time that he uh, became the announcer on The Breakfast Show up there. Also through stand-up comedy that he performs as well. Uh, But Seamus was also a TV presenter. Um, He featured on two shows that were huge Aussie staples. One was Toasted TV, which was a TV show that was on in the mornings. It would kind of give you your cartoons before you'd head off to school. But the other show, which was a huge part of a lot of um, people my age as youth, was Totally Wild, Um, a show all about wildlife and in this episode of Good Yarns, it's really a lot of banter in this one uh, centering around just peeling back the curtain, I guess, for those that have ever been interested to what the audition process was, what being on these shows were like. But also one of the key stories in this Good Yarn is about how Seamus was able to put to air something on Totally Wild that uh, probably shouldn't have featured this good yarn has uh, stories of sharks, um, TV auditions, all sorts of stuff, and it's just a fun catch up with a good mate. So uh, I hope you enjoy it. And as always, if you love uh, our guests, make sure you show them some love on their socials. Seamus is performing around Brisbane at the moment, doing a lot of stand-up comedy. He's also featuring on radio across Queensland at the moment as well. So show him some love. His uh, socials are in the show notes, along with mine as well, and for the podcast. And of course, if you love the episode, please. Sling us a couple of couple of bucks for the coffee and beer fund. So let's kick off these good yarns with a very funny Seamus Evans. I was 22 and I moved on my 23rd birthday and I was going down to work for Totally Wild. Cool. Adelaide. What and was that like? Totally Wild? Great. Was it as fun as you... No. Yeah, I wouldn't think it so. It sounds amazing. Yeah. It's still amazing... But it's not as fun as you think. This so is the way I, I describe seen it. you because we're we're close to the same age. Well, did you watch it when you were? I was I was twenty three on it. Did oh, you well watch it no. at twenty three? Yeah, no. <laughs> the way I describe working on Totally Wild is, if imagine if you can go to Disneyland, yeah, but your brother is gluten intolerant, so he can't eat all the fun food. It's also raining, so all the best rides are closed. You're still at Disneyland. Yeah, can't eat the fun food, and you can't go on the best rides. But, but, but you That's s- what Totally Wild is. Why? Because I thought you got to play with animals and... Do. You do. However, there were some major... There were some major legal barriers. So when I, in my era, there was a, a pretty harsh legal guy who never let us go up on in planes. Our feet weren't allowed to leave the ground. So I would well, never... So jumping was out of the question? <laughs> but I, like when we went to go up on a hot air balloon, I could never go the whole way up. It'd have to be connected to the ground. 
And I did a, a, a skydiving story. Could not go up. Could not go skydiving. Why would they even bother doing the skydiving story then? I know. And this is the frustrating thing because you had so many different instances where you're like, wait, sorry, why can't I do that? Oh, just because of legal reasons won't let you do it. And we're like, yeah, but... How'd you get the job? I used to work on Toasted TV, which is a cartoon show. Okay. Based, it was based here in Brisbane. How old were you when you were doing 18. that? 18, straight out of school, pretty much. Okay. And I just got an How'd audition. How'd you get that? I was studying acting at TAFE in Southbank. Wait, TAFE? Yeah. Acting at TAFE? I know. Learn how to be a tree and then write about it. At TAFE? It's a South... No, TAFE did acting. Southbank Institute of Technology. It's technically not a TAFE, but technically not a uni. Okay. And you wear black clothes. <laughs> well, as long as it's clothes. Yeah. <laughs> um... Yeah, and I was I was fresh out of school. I went to TAFE and I had an agent. And the agent called me up and said, there's an audition for this. Do you want to go for it? I said, yes. What happened in the audition? Like, what do they go? It's like Toasted TV. Yeah. Because Toasted TV was the next iteration after Cheese TV. Yeah, Cheese TV and then it so was So were they TV. like, because you would have watched Cheese yep. TV. So they were like, we need you to be super excited about cartoons mm-hmm. and action. No. Oh. There wasn't. It didn't really matter about the cartoons. What more so mattered was your banter and your in, able to interact and improvise. So, so the massive thing that got me over the line was my improvisation ability. So did they already have the? Because it was you and a girl, wasn't it? Yeah, me and Kel. Her name was. So Kel. did they already? So Kel, did they already have Kel picked? Yeah, she was already a part of it. Right. The guy. Yeah, there was a guy before me, and and how old left. was Kel? She was only a year older than me, so she's thirty-one. Okay, okay right. And at the time, 19. At the time, she was 19, yeah. yeah. And then... So she was in there. She was in there. The producers, I'm guessing, are in there. Mm-hmm. Is there a room outside of you and a whole bunch of other white men? Yes. Yeah. No, there was a wog. There was a, a Greek bloke, Dimitri, <laughs> legend. I got on really well with him. Um, I'm a wog too, by the way, I can say that. <laughs> and then it was just all... All white guys. Yeah, no one looks like me on the telly. No, from memory, there weren't. Back then. Mm. Which, I mean, you know, that's but, pretty uh, bad. But, yeah, so you were in the room with all these people. Was anyone, like, mean to you? Was anyone no, we were, we were all lads, like, because we were in there for, like, eight hours. Okay. So we all just sat around and we became mates. One guy told us, because there were two parts to the day. So there was, day, there was the first part, which was you go in and you just tell them about yourself. You've got a minute, tell them about yourself, and you go for it. And then if you get a call back, you come back that afternoon. Some people stayed the whole day, which that maybe that was like one or two people just by the end of the auditions. And one guy, we were talking to him. We were like, what did you do today, man? He goes, oh, I just went because it's up base at Mount Cutha, right? Mount Cutha here in Brisbane, big, big forest area. Mm-hmm. And he said, oh, me and my girlfriend just went for a walk in Mount Cutha. And we all stopped, looked at him. So did you guys have sex? And he goes, <laughs> what? yep, in the middle of a path. What? And we're all like, yeah. It was the greatest story ever. Just a room full of eighteen-year-old. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, like getting sex at eighteen with your girlfriend—it's yeah, amazing. It's an amazing feat. Yeah. Um, okay, and then what happened in the audition? What did you have to do in the audition with with the Kel? Kel was—you had to host. You had to do a segment. I think it was like they said, "Hey, read out some mail," like just dumb stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I had to interact with her, and then throw to a cartoon, and then. The last bit, because it was down to me and one other guy, Dimitri, my mate. I'm still friends Dimitri. with him on Facebook. Yeah. Or Demetrius, that's his name, ah. I think. Demetrius. Well, I'll believe it. Beaver. Demetrius Beaver. Legend. He's an actor. Anyway, he, um, it was between me and him. And 
what got me over the line apparently was he had a the producer had a sack full of different items and we weren't allowed to know what was in the sack and he'd just throw the item at us and we'd have to improvise. And what a my, wild audition situation I know. that's going on. Like, and whose my, line is it anyway? Pretty like, much. Yeah. And that's what got me over the line was my improvisation my improvisation skills. Right. And but obviously this Kel person would have to get along with you though, hey. To a degree, she actually didn't want me. She wanted that Demetrius guy. Yeah, right. And um, how did you find that out? Uh, her and I became really close friends, very, very close. And okay. uh, I actually stayed in contact with Demetrius as well. You kind of have Demetrius. to, wouldn't you? Doing that, be like doing Breakfast Radio, which we've both done. Yes, um, I. Really, do you record them live, or are they pre-recorded? No, pre-recorded. Two days a week, you'd film. And the three days left were writing and prep and producing and editing. What are you writing? Yeah, you'd have to like research and write. Like you'd have to, they were episodes, seven minute long episodes. So you would have to put together a segment. What are we going to do this? What so are we going to do? Doing? What were you doing? What were you doing in the segments? Like what did you like? I've, I've just watched Pokemon. Now it's, yeah, so now it's Seamus. You'd have to Kelleback. do something in that. So we'd have anything from sketches. So we'd come up with dramatic, well, not dramatic, far out. What was one of Comedy sketches. sketches. Um, are they on? Are they on YouTube? Yeah, they're on YouTube. Can I find? Oh, my phone's dead. I'm going to find one. and I'm going to Fun. insert the audio into this episode. If the one you're going to play is what you think you're going to play, all right. Tell me. What I one hate it I'll so much. It. What's the one you hate? It's called Gassy. Okay. And I hate it because I hate toilet humor okay. in a public forum. I okay. love it between the mates. Yeah. But on a public forum, it's gross. Um, so it's a fart. It's a seven minutes of fart gag. Yeah. And the funny thing is, who wrote it? I didn't actually write this. I hated this type of humor. I hated it. And my boss, it was a work experience guy who wrote it. He wrote this sketch. And I was like, I really don't want to do it. And he goes, dude, it's just once. It'll be, once you do it, it's gone. It'll never be seen ever again. It's now, out of every video I've got on YouTube, the most viewed video. And everyone brings it up. And I hate it. So I'm going to play it in this episode. Oh, beautiful. There you go. Gassy. I'm a man. A powerful man. When I'm drinking water, I'm powerful. When I'm doing origami, I'm powerful. When I'm pretending to ride a pool noodle like a horse, I'm powerful. Sometimes I feel the power build up inside me. It's so powerful, I can't control it. And so, I let it go. Gassy, the new fragrance by Seamus Evans. What was it like filming that episode? Oh, Toasted was fun, man. Toasted TV was so much fun. Very similar to Breakfast Radio, four years. Oh, shit. I was on it for four years. It took us around Australia. It took me overseas. It took me around Queensland. It, It was amazing. I went on the giant drop like 50 times. Did it make you good money? Horrible, horrible money. Really? Yeah. Everyone thinks. You did it for on television. four years. Four years. I started on $40,000 at 18. Oh. And then by by 20... Well, hang on. Was, it on. was I on for four years? I've left it. Yeah, 18. And then at 22, I'll, 42 grand. And then Totally Wild was 50. Man, your agent sucks. Yeah. So it you was Totally fun. Wild after. But I stayed at mum and dad, so I had no rent. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I lived the dream. Yeah, right. 
<laughs> and then and then I quit. I decided after four years of toasted TV, I'd had enough. Did they and want th- you to stay? Or did they not wrap totally? Up what what TV? they did is that, no, no, that that kept going for years. The boss of Totally Wild said, "Hey, as a job that's opened up in Adelaide, do you want it? We'll make you a sweet fifty k. Yeah, we'll give you an extra eight grand a year." Right. And I said, "You know what? Go for it." Yeah. So yeah, I moved. Is that to the Adelaide. same deal? Was it two days a week? No. Yes, two filming days, and then that's where you would actually work your ass off off air because you would have to research. I didn't go to university, however. Totally Wild was my uni, man, because I would spend those three days a week in front of the computer and I would research. Animals? I would research ecosystems. I would research animals. I would research earth and how it works. Like, so everything. Wait, they didn't it's have amazing. A, they didn't have an actual, like, an actual person telling you the facts. You'd no, have it was to research. Me. So a yep. lot of the shit could have been wrong. Yes. In fact, there was one that I did get wrong. <laughs> and I put it to air. Yeah. What's the fact? What's the wrong fact? Uh, I believe so I you're said. You're saying that totally wild that was teaching a generation of kids about wildlife, ecosystems, habitats, how the world works, yeah. was really just you and another person on 50k a year looking up Wikipedia pages. <laughs> Is that what you're telling Pretty me? Pretty much. <laughs> it's just outrageous. There was no actual people. Like, there was no a, veterinary science people. There weren't zoologists. No. There was a producer who would vet our scripts and read through it. But what the producer's experience in animals? Nothing. Nothing. Just television producer. Who's the, how old's the producer? How old? This one? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe 40. She was 40 maybe at the time. Still, it sounds like a fucking, just a group assignment every week. Just yeah. a bunch of fucking yep. people that have no idea. Just Bro, by the end, I wasn't even writing scripts. By the end, I would go Louis Thoreau style. I'd research everything, everything to it. Like if through with a fine tooth comb, I would know everything about what I was going to do. And then I would say to my cameraman and Sando, I'd say, just start recording. <laughs> and, and we'd just All do right, the story. Mate. Yeah, and like you're right Yeah, right over. Right 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 and then like... <laughs> No, but this, this no, but in particular, this story I'm talking about, it was about it was about Labrador puppies. And I was like, all right, guys, we're going Louis Thoreau style. Just start recording, man. Knock on the door. Hello? Hi, we're here from Totally Wild. We're going to have a look at these puppies. Took us out the back to just some little bed where five puppies are. And I was like, film the puppies. Wait, the story you were going to do on Totally Wild was just about Labrador pups? See, this is what I was Where's talking the about. Wildness in the This is what I'm talking that's about. That's totally not. That's totally yeah. domesticated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I'm talking about Disneyland without the best rides. Right. Is because it was on I think it was on almost every day of the year, all year. Mm. No breaks. So they would really water down some of the stories you did. I did a story on Gardening. I did a story on picking strawberries. Like you would do bullshit stories that are so boring and mind-numbing. But then I did a story on how to catch a brown snake. Like brilliant, amazing. That was one of my favorite stories. I did a story diving with sharks. Like I did That's some cool. amazing did you dive stuff. With sharks, or did that guy say no? Your feet no. can't leave the ground and your ankles can't go in the water. We were good to go, except a week before a pod of orcas came through and killed two great white sharks. Oh, sick. And so. When we went down there, we traveled from Adelaide to Port Lincoln on a little propeller plane. We went to bed and got up super early to get on this big ship, big ship, a boat, traveled three hours, finally get there, deep sea waters in Port Lincoln and Adelaide. We get down. <laughs> I, can add, I can add sound effects. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing, bro. Didn't see a thing. So you know what I did? Like, but there were no for sharks. Sharks were scared off. They didn't come back for like two months. So you know what I did in the editing? Stock footage. 
Yeah. I just used footage from like 10 years ago and said, whoa, look at that shark. <laughs> so to the lit. Is to that the, on YouTube? Uh, no, that's in my, uh, maybe, I don't know. Um, I'd love it. So I used like to lie a lot in those things. Like with the mask on and like <laughs> with the big wow. And then they turn wow. and it's this big fucking, but it's <laughs> the shark from Jaws. <laughs> And the funny thing is the business I went with never used bait. They legally weren't allowed to, so they'd use speakers in the water to boost music. And what what music would they play? So like sharks. Like what music are sharks? Apparently sending the uh vibrations through music through uh, aquatic speakers. They're like drum and bass or something. Well, they have a really fuck yeah. Yeah, sharks (laughs) have like a vibration receptor. Uh-huh. And so they can feel vibrations from like kilometers and kilometers away. So it would just make them inquisitive and they'd come up and check it out. So you'd get different behaviors from those two different ships of two different tour companies. You'd get aggressive eating behavior and you'd get curiosity. And so we were on the no food or no bait boat. And in the vision that I would throw to in this make-believe story, they had food. And they're like, well, they're eating all this stuff. And the company didn't have it. So a bit of lying going on there, mate. Bit of bit of smoke and mirrors happened with that story. What was the most what was the wildest thing you did on Totally Wild? Or did you like well not, none of this was ever live. You've never done live TV, hey? Yeah, I used to do the project. So I used what? to do live crosses for the seven PM project. When? Remember when they do the whip, Metro Whip around? And the, oh, Friday the Friday, Arbor, yeah, and they would cross around to different stations, uh, different cities. Okay, which city? I'd do were you it every in? fortnight, uh, Adelaide. Okay, what me, me, and another mate of mine who did Totally Wild in Brisbane, he did it when the opposing nights. So I'd do it, and then he'd do it. Did any? Uh, did Did you ever have any issues with live TV? Never. The only issue we had was you'd have allocated fifteen seconds or thirty seconds, but if you were at the end of the night. The people before you would really, they would hog your time. Yeah. And, you know, and then you'd get five seconds and they'd get in your ear and say, all right, mate, quick, you've got to go five seconds. And today we're going to be down. Okay, and you're out. And you're like, oh, that's it. That's my five seconds of fame. Yeah, right. Yeah. I don't remember seeing I, you. Yeah, what else did I do? I did other, fr- I think I did other live television. I must have done some stuff in Sydney. I did. I did Ready Steady Cook. <gasps> that's that's the dream. Were you a contestant? Yeah, I was. Fuck, bro, that's the I best. I was a celebrity contestant. Do you actually get to choose the items, or is it from a pantry no, that they it was have? All done, all set up. Dogs. I did not, All I did was chop, oh, and I think I lost. Man, so what were the items that you had? I can't remember. But you know who was? You know who so was you don't the get host? To pick him. No. You know who was the host? Was it the guy that's not gay but everyone thinks he's gay? Remember that guy that used to host it? Yes. Yeah, yeah it wasn't him. It wasn't him. No, it was... Uh, Colin Barris. Colin Lane. Oh, From what? Lane Owen Woodley. Was he? Yeah, he was the host up oh. until the end. Yeah, yeah. Right. And And, and I, uh, I made him laugh, which was such a proud moment for me uh-huh. because... He came up and he was like, okay, so you're on Toasted TV, are you? I said, yeah, yeah. I said, do you really like that? Yeah. I said, yeah. I said... I said, uh, hey, Cole, what's your favourite cartoon? And he just looked at me and he just laughed because he knew I haven't seen it. You know I haven't seen it. And now I look like an idiot. And it was great. That's great. Who was your chef? He owns a really nice restaurant. He's a Scottish bloke. I can't remember his name, but he owns an amazing, like, amazing five-star restaurant here in the valley. Were you up against Manu? (laughs) No, I wasn't. That's where Manu Manu started out, was it? 
Was it? Yeah, he started out on, on Steady Cook. And, really? and Colin Barris. He used to be Colin Barris and Manu were two regulars on there. I did not know this. That yeah. must have been before. Oh, mate, time. I used to get high and watch Ready Steady Cook a lot. Because you finished Brecky Show. About what, I, what I'd try and make with it as well. Beginning yeah. of cooking? Eh? You were culinary genius? My parents or? are chefs. Really? Yeah, but like my mum doesn't do it as like dad you did it for many, many years. Tell my dad met my mum. Through the chef? Yeah. She was his apprentice. Anyway, that's a story for Oh, another. that's a hashtag me too story. story. I love it. It's a story for another time. It was a different time back then. <laughs> it was if it wasn't for pat- me too, I wouldn't be here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right to pat their asses as they go past and call them toots. You said before you put something out there that was wrong. What I did said you- that the collective noun for otters was... Oh, no way. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the misinformation you put out there was the collective noun for an animal. Yeah. Oh, this is great. Okay, so what... I believe <laughs> And this would have had a graphic, hey Yeah <laughs> And the thing is I did it, I did the whole story around the collective name Like the whole, oh, the whole angle thing was about it The whole angle was about this collective name <laughs> And the funny angle I thought Let me just double check I'm not 100% sure what it is I just remember what it's not So I said A collective noun for otters is a business A business of otters <laughs> And I Isn't believe like a parliament or something Shit like that, is it? A parliament is ours That's Collective ours. That's Noun for <laughs> business otters. Oh, look at this little business. I, I was like, what a great... Here we go. Not even close. A collective nouns for otters are a bevy, family, lodge, romp. <laughs> there you go. Not even close. Like A business. A business. What a great sound. A business of otters. <laughs> yes, with a business. So, so there's an episode of Totally Wild where you spent... <laughs> how many... How long's the segment? <laughs> it's three minutes. <laughs> I've got this great, yeah. great story about your otters, a business. And did you have a little call, like, like a little sign off at the end? There was, you know, how they sometimes sign off with a fun little, like, say, fun little joke, mum, for me. Yeah, but like, you know, at the end of the thing, they'll be like, and I think that's pretty, like, you know, like, yeah, did yeah, you, yeah, like, yeah. Little, what was your no, last line for that one? I'm not sure, but for that angle, for the business of otters, I literally, I did the thing I like. I had a little briefcase. I made <laughs> jokes. Like, I really went the business angle and it was wrong. <laughs> and the thing is, I couldn't fix it because the whole story was based around a business angle. Yeah. And then the guy who called up halfway through, he goes, mate, this is when he was editing. He goes, mate, just letting you know, it's not actually a business. <laughs> um, so you're going to have to cut that out. And I'm like, how? I've got a briefcase. Like, how am I going to cut this out? It's the whole angle. So I stuffed that. So what did they put it to air? Yeah, they did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what happened. Oh well, I guess we're just gonna have to tell these kids that it's a business. <laughs> Leave it for the teachers to fix. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Another good yarns done and dusted. Make sure you show some love to Seamus. His uh, socials are in the show notes so you can get around his stand-up comedy and everything. Every little project that he's going to be getting around. He's a pretty talented and real funny guy. Uh, I want to give a quick shout-out to our new uh, Patreon, Georgia, who has uh, signed up to sling us a few bucks just to help support the pod. So thank you so much, Georgia. We're going to keep in touch about slinging you some free tickets at some of the live shows that are going to be going on soon. If you like today's episode or any other episode you've heard, please. Just sing us a couple of dollars, whatever you feel like, uh, in the coffee and beer fund. In fact, if you think each episode of Good Yarns is worth a dollar, then four bucks a month, I get about four to five episodes out a month. That'd be awesome. Any kind of help you can give us will be absolutely unreal. 
or even as simple as just following our socials, mine or the Good Yarns pod. Please enjoy the rest of your day and we'll catch you for the next episode next week. Mm-hmm.